Hello and welcome to the Why I Knit podcast. My name is Dr. Mia Hobbs and I'm a clinical psychologist who is passionate about knitting and its benefits for our mental health. Each week on the podcast, I interview a different knitter about why they knit and how it benefits their mental health. Welcome back to series four of the podcast. For this week's episode, I'm joined by Ellen Ingram, who is known as Sew and Inspire on Instagram. Ellen is 16 and she got in touch with me by email after hearing the podcast because she felt really strongly that knitting had really helped her mental health. Ellen has been knitting for around a year and already feels that knitting has made a huge difference to helping her get to school and finish her GCSEs. You can find all the details about Ellen's Instagram and her Etsy shop in the show notes. So, hi Ellen, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for contacting me and telling me you were listening and yeah, and we got chatting, we met Unravel. Yeah, we did. Here you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always start with asking where your story with knitting began. So where did yours start? Well, when people ask me this question, I always say I it only really started um, like the very end of last year Mm -hmm. but I was I was talking to my nana the other day and she was telling me that apparently she taught me how to knit when I was really little which didn't surprise me because my nana as you'll probably get to know throughout talking to me is the person that taught me like everything that I know to do with sewing and everything so and I knew I had kind of picked it up when I was really little at some point but I don't remember it at all so it felt like last year I just kind of had picked it up for the first time but it came it felt like it came back to me very quickly so so maybe your hands remembered yeah maybe it was I taught someone to knit recently an adult who wanted to learn and she just picked it up so quickly that I thought I said to her I'm sure you must have done this before like it was like her hands knew like she once she started doing the first knit stitch it was like her hands knew how to finish off the like the movement so I wonder whether it did stay in your muscle yeah, memory somehow when I um I speak to my nana a lot um and we talk about what I'm knitting at the moment and things mm-hmm. and Like she's always said to me, like your tension is just so neat. And it always has been like from when I started last year. So yeah, it was odd. It was like. That was definitely not my experience when I started knitting. I had terrible tension. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of people do because I think it does take a while to kind of get used to what you're doing. But um, I just remember we I actually went fabric shopping with my mum mm-hmm. and it's been something that I've been thinking about for like quite a while and they also had um yarn in the shop and like a whole book of knitting patterns and I had kept saying for quite a while that I really wanted to like learn how to knit mm-hmm. so I was just in there and I was like I'm gonna buy some yarn and a pattern and just knit And they had a sample of a slipover with some cables down the front, which my mum really liked. And I was like, I'll knit that for you. 
having never knitted anything before. Oh, wow. And does your mum knit? She did learn when she was really little. Okay. And I've got her back into knitting squares, but she's definitely not like a big knitter at all. Okay. So she didn't know that that was, because I guess that was pretty challenging first project, I would say, to do something with cables is not where most people start. Well, I kind of didn't really think about it. I kind of No, and I like... think lots of people have a story like that, actually, with that when they first start, they don't quite know, uh, you know, what's hard and what's easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I'm going to probably learn it at some point, so I might as well learn it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I bought the yarn. I bought the pattern and I just remember casting on and the first thing was uh, ribbing and I was so confused like if the knits and pearls went like on the in the next row if they were like this if it was a uh-huh. same yeah. like knit and then pearl or the opposite yeah but once I got over that I was absolutely fine um and yeah I just I just couldn't stop and So I knitted my mum that for Mm -hmm. her Christmas present. And then for Christmas last year, I got some more yarn um, to make a sweater for myself. And then from there, buying yarn and knitting things just hasn't stopped. And yeah, I just... And you were already sewing, were you, before that? Because you were fabric shopping. Yeah, I've been sewing for... Well, I got my first sewing machine when I was nine okay um as I said I literally grew up with my nana just sewing mm-hmm. um in the summer holidays I would just go around there and we would just sew and she just taught me everything I know basically oh, yeah. um yeah and what do you think it was that made the knitting so kind of like take off in that way because I'm guessing you probably tried other things um I don't know most people have like tried various different kind of slightly crafty things but was there, what was it about the knitting that stuck, do you think? I don't know. I mean, as you said, I've done cross-stitch. There was a period where I got really into cross-stitch. Yeah. And that was all, like, really nice. But I think with knitting, it was just there was so many factors that I just loved. It was like, by the end of it, I'm going to get a garment, mm-hmm. which I loved. And I loved that you could literally take it anywhere. You didn't... Yeah. And it's just so easy to have. Do you think there was anything about the process of the knitting? that? Because I guess it is quite different to sewing in that if you're sewing on a machine, um, I feel like sewing, you get something quicker, but it's quite varied in terms of all the different tasks you're doing because the actual sewing is only one part of it. Quite a big part of it is like cutting out. There's like yeah. to stop and press each seam. You have to do lots of pinning um and it's not so much something you get in a flow with and it's it's not like a manual kind of repetitive task like knitting in a way yeah you also can't bring it around with you I suppose no exactly I think and also the thing the other thing with knitting was that when I'm having really bad days with my mental health Mm. and I have literally no motivation I can always find the motivation to knit where to sew it's a whole nother it feels like a whole nother process yeah and motivation to get myself to do it where knitting I can just knit Mm. like do you think that's because you could do it in your bed yeah 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 definitely 
Um, but also I find that when I think of sewing, it's very much like putting, building something, putting things together. Mm-hmm. Where with knitting, it feels like you're just creating something. Mm. Um, and you know, as you said, you can just really get in the rhythm with it. And Yeah, so it's a kind of, in a way, more accessible. Yeah, definitely. So when you're having a bad kind of mental health day and you said you can knit and when actually you can't do many other things, perhaps. Um, yeah. I was wondering what knitting offers you on those days. I think it gives me a lot of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like the feel of it. Yeah. Like I love soft things. Like I have every like soft blanket and pillow. Yeah. So the feel of it is very comforting and then when I when I'm knitting in that time my brain is just thinking about the knitting Mm. so although it may not like lift me out of it for the time I'm not knitting it gives me that little bit of time while I'm knitting where things don't feel quite as hard and my brain is kind of just able to think about that and there's not a million other things going on so it's a bit of respite from thinking about other things yeah definitely does it matter what you're knitting yes definitely I always have like three four projects on the go yeah but like when I feel like I need different things like if I'm having a, a particularly anxious day I would gravitate to something more complicated where I really need to use my brain so where you need to use your brain so you want the knitting project to give you a break from the anxious kind of thoughts going around in your head yeah I need something to completely distract myself and like usually I'll try and pick something even that like I maybe haven't I've never done before so I have to like even learn something new Mm -hmm. so it just completely gets my brain thinking about something else um and then but if it's more of a just I can't get myself to do anything on like really low days then just stocking it in the round just helps a lot it sounds yeah. like you're very good at knowing what you need was that a process of trial and error or how did you figure out I think I was knitting for a long time before I figured out like actually not all knitting projects are equal and I needed you know multiple different things on the needles at once so that sometimes I've got something easy to knit on a bus sometimes I've got something complicated to knit in the evenings you sound like you have it sussed already (laughs) (laughs) I think it um I think when I'm feeling a certain type of way like if I'm feeling anxious I want to obviously I don't want to feel anxious like it's a horrible feeling so I'm like what what can I do that I do want to do like that I do want to do that will make me feel better or different so I think then I've just kind of like learned how I Mm. feel then just I go to certain projects Mm. and is knitting ever unhelpful does it ever do you pick it up and you're like oh this is not working today or you know when we have these knitting disasters where you've I don't know made a mistake or something you feel like oh I can't be doing with this today um I haven't found that so far I think partly probably because I'm the type of person where 
if I've done something wrong, like I need to fix it. Okay. <laughs> like I need to fix it and get it right. And I won't stop until I've done it. But then once I've done it, then I feel really good at the end of it. But like, I think I partly do that because of how I feel. I want to feel how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I've at the end. Done it right. Yeah. Okay. So. So you like the challenge of having solved it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So does that mean you don't get so stressed out about when it goes wrong or? I think when it initially goes wrong and I have to rip it out, I'm like, I just wasted all that time. And I'm like, oh, what a a pain. But then when I do it, then I rip it out and have to do it again. And then it's right. Then it feels so much better. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. And I'm trying to think like it wasn't a waste of time because that whole time I was knitting that, I got a lot from that. Like I enjoyed it. So that's not a waste of time if you're doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I've just ripped out, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, an entire colour work torso of like a big jumper. I do. And one sleeve. Um, oh but it didn't fit the way I wanted it to. So I think. I mean, it wouldn't always have been like this, but now I kind of think, well, look, I got all that therapeutic knitting twice, actually, because yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to stop knitting once I finish this jumper. And mm-hmm. it's a Christmas jumper anyway. There's no particular rush. I would rather have that it fits the way I want it. Yeah. We've covered this a little bit, but what? why do you think you've stuck with the knitting? What do you think it gives you for your mental well-being in general? I think that it's the fact that for me I've found so many different elements to do with a knitting project that help me in different times so like not just the physical knitting the the thing so even if I don't feel like actually physically knitting but I still need something that will like bring me joy or just get me out of a bad headspace then I can just scroll through Ravelry and find like things that I want to knit out or the other day I was just really not feeling great I didn't I did literally didn't want to do anything I couldn't even get myself to knit so I just sat down with my yarn stash and just went through it and was just like what am I going to make with this and just like planning out and then I was kind of getting excited about the projects and what I was going to knit and that really helped me as well and then yarn shopping just brings me a lot of joy just being around all of that yarn um so I think I just think about all of like the possibilities that could be with the yarn so it sounds like it gives you a little bit of a like alternative universe to go into when I don't know maybe if the real world doesn't feel like there are lots of possibilities and you're having a bit of a day where things feel a bit hopeless and you can't be bothered to do anything that that in the world in the land of knitting you can Mm -hmm. see kind of opportunities and possibilities when you look at yarn or patterns Mm. definitely and what's your so what in terms of what you knit at the moment like what are the kind of things you like making um I always have a pair of socks on the go okay yeah because whenever I go in the car I always need something and or like if I go out 
Um, I need something small and portable. Um, but then I mostly make like sweaters, cardigans, like tops in the summer. Mm-hmm. And are they mainly for you? No, actually. I I knit a lot for my mum because I sew a lot for my mum as well. I literally, I would rather sew my mum a piece of clothing than myself. I don't know why. I just, I get so much more enjoyment out of it. And then seeing her wear it, I'm just, it makes me feel really good. So I think that's why I gravitate to do that more. But um, so yeah, I'm the same with knitting really. Mm-hmm. And if it's anyone's birthday, I'm like, I'm knitting them something. Um, And then I just kind of, if I, if I, um, and then if I just, if I see a pattern that I'm like, oh, I'd really like that for myself, then I would, will knit that for myself, but. And in terms of things like wearing the things you've made, I suppose I wonder whether that has any, there's any benefit or effect um, in terms of your mental well-being, whether, whether it makes a difference wearing something you've made yourself. Yeah, especially if I'm going somewhere, even if it's to the supermarket, I would, I always try and I always look to where, find something in my wardrobe that I've made because I just think there's no better feeling. Like, you just feel like it, it, the piece of clothing was, is for you and it fits you the way you want it and you just you just feel good about it Mm. and it gives you that extra bit of confidence I think because I really I really struggle with my confidence um and when I'm wearing something I've made it it just helps so Mm. it's funny isn't it because I that was something I hadn't really expected because I think I knitted along for a long time not necessarily things for myself, like I didn't knit garments. I think I was worried about them not fitting or the gauge. And I thought I can't be faffed with that. And then I yeah. um, ended up knitting things like shawls and I didn't really, or scarves or hats and didn't really wear them that often so that it mm-hmm. kind of was impacted like my daily life, yeah. I guess. And then when I did, it really surprised me how I did have this feeling of confidence or like almost like a superpower or like a shield. Different people talk about it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's still a funny thing to like understand why is it such a special thing? But it really is. And I think loads of us agree it's such a special thing when you wear something you've made yourself. Yeah, I think it's also like the fact that it was a ball of wool. Yeah. <laughs> and you created this like beautiful thing that you're wearing with literally yeah. two sticks and a ball of wool. Like it's crazy when like when I think about it like that. Yeah. Okay. So it does feel like a special thing that makes you feel happier when you wear something that you've made yourself. Yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. seeing other people wear something I've made just makes me very happy too. Yeah. So you see like gifting as an opportunity for making something. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And how is that like, I suppose some people on the podcast have talked about like knitting love into the kind of the process or it feeling more meaningful. I don't know whether you've got thoughts about or whether it's like, oh, I get to make that fun thing that I've had my eye on and I've got a good excuse or whether there's something else about 
making for other people? I think it definitely depends who the person is. For example, when I've made my Nana something, it's always been that I felt like she would feel closer to me when she wears it. Mm. Um, Because I have spent so much time with the thing and creating the thing. Do you think she understands it more because she's a knitter? Like she, the gift is more meaningful for her too because she understands just how much time you put into it. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I think so. Um, But then when, I think I just love making things for other people because I feel like it it's my way of showing them how much they mean to me mm-hmm. and how much I appreciate them. I think that's why I love doing it so much. I always ask about a significant knitting project. Have you got a significant project in mind? I found this quite difficult. I was thinking about this and I couldn't think what just like one significant thing was. And then it came to me and I think it would have to be um, the bear that I knitted for my nana Mm-hmm. Um, we lost my granddad a few months ago and just after I was like what can I do because nothing that I can say is going to make the situation mm. any better and I can't physically just hug her <laughs> literally 24-7 so I was like what can I do that will show her that like I'm thinking of her I'm there for her and I was like, I'm gonna knit her a bear, so that's what I did. And I, I was, it was just kind of thing that when I'm not there, you can hug the bear instead of hugging me. Yeah. Um. So that was definitely very special. And then also the cardigan that I knit my nana for her birthday, because when she wore it, I wanted her to feel like she was getting a hug from me. Um. So as you can probably tell, anything that I knit my nana is... Yeah, it's really special. And it sounds like it is a really good... And I think that's something other people have talked about in the podcast as well. It's like sending a knitted hug in a way that if you'd bought her a cardigan, I don't think it would feel like sending somebody a hug necessarily. No, I don't think so. No, not in the same way. It's because when I was thinking what to do for her just after my granddad died, I was like, oh, why don't I get her a teddy bear so then she can like hug that and it'll be she'll feel like she has something to with her and then I was thinking I really wanted it to feel like I was with her so a way I could do that was to make the bear so that's what I did yeah oh I'm sure that gives her so much comfort and she as a knitter I think you just really do appreciate like how many hours that would have taken yeah. for some of someone thinking about you <laughs> and because she can't uh knit as much anymore because she has arthritis in her hands um I think it brings her a lot of like joy to just be with me and talking when me talking about all of the projects and what does she think about all of the things that you've gone on to do with your knitting skills and you know making videos on Instagram and like what she must be really proud of all of those things that she sparked off all of this 
well I hope so she she she's always like no I didn't do anything like but I'm like you don't understand like none of this would have happened if you had never have taught me I just can't rave about her enough like she's honestly my favorite person in, in the world and um I suppose I was interested in like the way um the knitting and crafting is kind of runs through the relationships in your family often I think that um that people have learned to knit through mums often grandmas um and I suppose it's it's given a particular lens to your relationship with your nana by the sounds of things like that that's a way you bond with each other over crafting yeah definitely I mean every time I see her I tell her about the different projects I'm making and like just the other day um I was telling her about the jumper I was making for my dad for his birthday mm-hmm. and I was telling her about German short rows okay and she was like I didn't even know this existed like I'm like <laughs> teaching her things and she was like I didn't even know that was possible um so it's just like I don't know it's really nice to be able to share that with her yeah and she does like understand what you're saying as well but like I can speak about knitting to my mum but like she doesn't really understand what I'm talking about sure but when I talk to my nana like she actually understands and it just feels like someone like gets you and yeah when you just share something like that with someone it's just really really nice Hmm. and I think it's always important like I always tell people when I'm talking about knitting for mental health that it part of um the process like the closing of the loop is having someone to kind of show and tell with (laughs) so to talk to about the things like Mm. oh I've just done this new technique like I remember the first time I turned the heel on a sock which is like almost going around a corner in knitting and I just followed the instructions didn't know how it was going to happen and then ended up all of a sudden it was kind of after midnight because I was kind of excited about how this is going to turn out. Um, and then to have someone to go, oh, look, I just made this thing who actually understands how cool it is. <laughs> I was exactly the same. The first time like I turned the heel on a sock, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness, how did that <laughs> happen? Like, And I went downstairs to my mom, I was like, I just, I just made a sock and like turned the heel and now it's going like, I was just... Yeah, I was the same. Yeah, so I think it's important, isn't it, to have somebody who kind of gets it that you can yeah, share yeah. your... And even when things go wrong, who can sympathise with having to unravel an entire something or other because they know just how long it must have taken in the first place or they've been mm-hmm. in a similar situation probably because all knitters have unravelled stuff. Yeah. Um. I've started asking a new question for this series of the podcast, which is to set, tell me about something outside of knitting that also is beneficial for your mental health. So it could be anything at all, but obviously knitting isn't ever going to be the entire answer to, mm. um, I don't know, feeling good. I don't know if there's something else that you think, um, I don't know, is like balances out the knitting or complements it or just something unrelated you think that also makes you feel better. Um, I think definitely, I mean, I feel like everyone (laughs) says this, but going for a walk, especially by water. Okay. Like, really helps. I just feel like when I'm next to water, it just feels like my worries and my feelings just, like, 
go away and just like it just feels I just feel more free when I'm by water for some reason and so that definitely helps me and also just um especially if it's a walk by where there's like open fields Mm. I just feel like you just feel free from your brain and like going for a walk just around you know the roads doesn't really give me the same benefit but like going for a walk either in a wood or as I said by water it yeah helps me a lot so you've noticed that being out like in nature makes a difference over and above just having a change of scenery yeah I think it's often quite a good I think that's why it's a common thing that comes up is that probably when we're like with knitting it's something we can do very easily we can do it in our houses something you often do on your own but maybe not always and then getting out and having some fresh air is quite a good counterbalance I suppose to something that you can do in your house and also spending time with people Mm. that I love and who make me feel really comfortable it's like so many times I've felt in a really bad place and had something planned with like a friend or going to see family and I'm just like oh I can't do it like I don't want to be around anyone I don't want to see anyone but then actually when you go afterwards you you do feel so much better Hmm. Do, do you ever take knitting out when you go out kind of in the world somewhere maybe you think oh I can't manage this today do you ever take knitting with you I take it with me but taking it with me and having the confidence to actually knit it. Okay, that's interesting. What do you think stops you from having the? What do you What do you worry might happen? I think it's just. I feel like um, younger people perceive knitting to be something that like old grannies do. Yeah, I think many people, not just younger people, yeah. perceive knitting. Yeah. yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, so, I just feel like. If I'm just sat there knitting, people will judge me, which is so silly. And I, it's something that I definitely want to work on and get over. Hmm. Um, and I really hope I do. Maybe it's worth finding somewhere that's the easiest place to start practicing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you think maybe in the dentist waiting room or something where you think actually nobody I know is going to see me here. Hmm. Yeah, I've had some interesting reactions. I've knit in all kinds of different places and had some interesting reactions. I did get a group of young people come and ask if they could have a go once. (laughs) Oh, really? Not on my knitting, you can't. (laughs) If I had some spare yarn and needles, sure, but not this sweater, my friend. (laughs) But I think it's different when you're a young person yourself. Yeah. Maybe that it feels like not what people are expecting. And also, like... I just, I literally barely know anyone, well, in real life anyway, Mm. my kind of age that knits. So you feel like you are, like, the only one and you're just standing out from the crowd. Sure. And I feel like, because I've struggled so much with my mental health, I feel like I do stick out a lot anyway. So it's just adding that extra thing. Maybe that's something to look forward to about getting older. It's <laughs> feeling more yeah. able to, to knit in public whenever you like. Yeah, true. 
yeah <laughs> or maybe like in yarn festivals or that kind of thing that'd be a good place to practice yeah true actually <laughs> go for a coffee at a yarn festival yeah then the people not knitting will be in the minority yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you met people through knitting even like like online or have you made kind of new connections with other people um a few okay but I mean I've definitely I've recently um done my first test knit and through that I feel like I definitely made more of a connection mm. than I would have done if I hadn't of yeah and in person I'm looking for like knitting groups and things near me and I think we're we are I'm, I am going to go to one and just see how it is but as I mentioned it's that thing I don't have an issue that um a lot of the majority of people knitting especially like in groups are a lot older than me it's just um different I guess and it's a different connection if you get what I mean yeah and I think going along to any new knitting group you're kind of scoping it out and seeing you know yeah have I got anything in common or yeah but then I was thinking the the other day I went to do some work in the library and when I came down the stairs to leave there was a knitting group there and um I was thinking that if I saw just one like younger person like me sitting there I was like I would definitely go yeah so I was like well maybe I could be that person Hmm. and as well on social media like something that I really want to try and do with my Instagram is just make it less of a thing about that I'm whatever age knitting because at the end of the day it's literally just two sticks and yarn like who decided that that was an old granny thing if you like um because I think it I do think it might stop people from doing it Mm, yeah like no people don't like only old people do that yeah and that was actually some of the feedback that I had in the group I was running in a secondary school was um one um person actually brilliantly had said that it made them feel like a granny like a a pro which I thought was really good it was like a positive spin on I feel like a real expert like a granny um but it doesn't take away from so she was that was a kind of positive yeah (laughs) because that was I think her view of what an expert knitter would be like but Mm -hmm. um a few people did say and when I asked about um would you suggest you know, recommend knitting to a friend. A few people said, mm, I don't know if I would, because I think people might think it was for older people. And I think also um, whether boys feel like they could knit too. I always end, Ellen, with asking, what's the greatest gift that knitting has given you for the rest of your life? What do you think? I think that it has given me a safe place which will kind of is always there no matter like where I am or how I feel um it's just there's always that little safe place where I can do the do it and I feel okay when I'm doing it and knowing that they're 
is that thing that I can always come back to that will calm me down and that I will feel okay again Mm. doing it. So that sounds like a really powerful thing, like the idea that there is a break from feeling distressed if I get back to my knitting, that even if it doesn't solve all the problems, it gives you a really important rest. Yeah. And also, like, just another, like, really strong connection with my nana. Mm. Who sounds like an amazing lady. She is. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure she's super proud of you and all of your crafty exploits. I hope so. (laughs) I'm sure she is. And she gets to be the recipient of some lovely gifts. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me and sharing all of this. Um, If there are people who want to follow you on Instagram or anywhere else, social media wise, how would they do that? Um, You can follow me on Instagram at so and inspire. And I also um, have a YouTube channel where I do videos about my small business and sewing and uh, I also have um, a knitting like kind of podcast on YouTube where I show what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And do you want to say about your business? I have a um, Etsy shop where I sell handmade pencil cases, scrunchies, tote bags and like little homeware pieces. On Etsy I am So and Inspire by Ellen. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you would like to find out more about my work, you can sign up to the newsletter on my website, which is therapeuticknitting.org. You can also follow me on Instagram at Knitting is Therapeutic. If you've enjoyed the podcast, it would be brilliant if you could leave me a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe because it helps more people to learn about therapeutic benefits of knitting.